welcome to the Armchair Strategist, where we meet around the coffee maker every morning and turn anything and everything into a business conversation. Here are the Armchair Strategists, Dr. Kent and Randy. You know, if I was any better, I'd be really dangerous. It's Monday morning, it's a beautiful day, sun's shining, going to be 101 here in Austin today. 101 things to think about. There's lots to think about, and Monday morning's the best time ever to think about them. I don't have that much time to think on Monday mornings. You don't? I've got a bunch of busy work I end up doing. Busy work. Uh, So what's on your mind? Busy work is not good. You want to do constructive work. So what's keeping you busy? I'm not quite sure. When I hear you say busy, I think bees, and then my brain is like a bunch of honeycombs. Yeah. waxy space. So I've, I've got something floating around in my relatively empty noggin right now, and that is LinkedIn. What's the deal with LinkedIn? Why is everybody climbing all over LinkedIn? LinkedIn's been really interesting because at first I, th- I was kind of annoyed by their a lot of their strategies, but what they've done well, I think, is they've blocked spammers for years by having so many gates and kind of shutting accounts down quickly. And uh, it's been really hard to spam LinkedIn. People are starting to figure it out and how to automate things, but LinkedIn's pretty good at shutting all that stuff down. So you can still get that one-to-one message with people on LinkedIn and um, see people's profiles and posts and all that pretty well. So this morning, I got to tell you about one that I received this morning. This morning I received a, a, a connection request from, I presume somebody in China, but it was written in Chinese, so I couldn't actually read it. How do you know it was Chinese? Well, it looked like it was, it could have been Japanese. It was Oriental, it looked Oriental. So I took a guess, could have been Japanese. (laughs) But anyway, I thought, well, why not? This is a real person. And I connected with them. The next thing, instantly, I get a message from her, uh, and I now know it was a her, telling me that she works for a company that makes lingerie and stuff like that, lacy, pretty stuff, and that if I want some, they're happy to give me a quote. And I burst out laughing because, you know, if you've seen my legs, you would know I don't want to wear lingerie. So, But is this this how LinkedIn works? You connect with... That's on LinkedIn? They instantly... Was uh, that a... Was that a... uh was that a like an in what do they call it? In message? In, in mail? No, no. It was just a straight connection request. Huh. So, what yeah. about your profile? Made them think you were a wholesaler of of uh, cotton goods or something? I have no idea, but <laughs> um, yeah, maybe maybe I should be in that business, wholesaling laundry. Maybe you should. Wow, that's yeah. But this is, is this what LinkedIn's all about? I mean, I, you know, it, it strikes me as really odd because if I wanted to sell somebody to my, somebody who lived down the street from me, I'd go and knock on their door and I'd say, hi, I'm Randy. How are you doing today? And I have a conversation and I may not even try to sell them something on that day. I would try to create a relationship of some sort with them. Right. But if you if you walk through New York City or if you walk through... The Middle Eastern big city like Cairo, one of the big marketplaces or something like that, you'll often see people with 
a blanket out in front of them and with just tons of, you know, bootlegged CDs or tapes or with, you know, in the Middle East, there were often these underwear salesmen with just tons of underwear on the street corner. Sort of like the little stores in the center of a mall. You see those two as well, the little, <laughs> the little like that. things hanging from them. Yeah, um, kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's the the loudest hawking voice gets the attention. Right. Is that the same on LinkedIn? Yeah, or you happen you happen to, you know, you're on a certain street corner and people walk by, you know, and I think, I think it's, uh, LinkedIn is a marketplace of ideas a lot more than, I think Facebook and and um, Twitter and places like that are a little bit more algorithm driven in terms of filters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see what Facebook wants you to see uh, and what your preferences are. Whereas on LinkedIn, people could theoretically reach out to you if you're an open uh, profile, which you probably are. I am, which mm-hmm. I allow people to message me. I, if that's I like the case, then yes, yeah, so then you're walking down the street openly essentially it's like a public marketplace of ideas so you know there's lots of different social media linkedin is in some form social media it started off as a place to network it's become a place where you can sell products and services once you've created that network is it kind of like going to a bni meeting where you all stand around and give you a pitch and nobody wants to buy anything it can be yeah, I think the fun thing about LinkedIn is it it's a massive conference hall with everybody in the world willing to put their business card on the table. So it's 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 like a kind of a free for all where people sort of gather together in clusters. I I like to think of it that way because I like running into people on LinkedIn who I wouldn't have run into otherwise. Um, and I think it's pretty exciting, but I, I used to think it was just a Rolodex. It was just a, you know, flip through your address list, or um, you know, young people think of LinkedIn as the place where they can go and apply for a job, right? And, and make themselves and look they, good, which it is. And they, and they push that aspect of it um, quite effectively. But I don't think for for me, I think most people are still not using LinkedIn as their news source. Although LinkedIn's been leaning into that lately, I think. The, the most well it's pretty clear the most powerful thing about linkedin is messaging mm-hmm. so there's certainly a, a great deal of exchange of, of ideas possibly new ideas and new types of thinking i find it far less politically directed than places like facebook right and well just like businesses i mean theoretically business is tries to steer a little bit clearer of politics and religion mm-hmm. And would you say that LinkedIn is the place to 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 market to more of the executive level folk? Well, uh, any any niche. I mean, I think that's the once because LinkedIn allows. By the way, everyone should upgrade your LinkedIn profile if you want to go prospecting and and look and and reach out to people because they sort of allow people who upgrade in their system to do a little bit more more easily. But then you can just find people. You find the executives, reach out to them wherever you want. If you're a young person who's 22 and just came out of college, you can find the company you want to work for and, and reach out to their HR department. It's it's pretty amazing as a, a your ability to get access to people. Well, I, you know, there's a I I find it particularly interesting because if you take that 
that young person looking for a job, they can not only reach out to the HR department, but they can reach out to the executive level within the organisation they want to work for. So you can get this pincer impact that, uh, you know, the, the CFO who's looking for a new controller can connect, you can connect with him, you can connect with HR and the two will come together at the same time and, and you have much more influence or at least much higher chance of getting the interview. Assuming your profile makes sense. Well, and the, the pincer thing is interesting because the you can also narrow in on that CFO in a few different ways because you can send a um, potentially just send them a message if they have an open profile like ours, or if if it's restricted, then you find their email and add them and send them a message. There are all kinds of ways to sort of politely reach out to that person, um, but you can also look at their latest post. And if you genuinely like it and you, you like what they're saying, you just you respond to it right there in the post. And it could be that that's your connection. And that's a very effective way of connecting with people is to to comment on their on their post, comment on their shared stuff. Stroke, stroke their ego a little bit. Stroke their ego a little bit. <laughs> um, just the fact that you say, hey, this was a really great, uh, really great thought that you've had and I appreciate you sharing it. Um, I also like blue dinosaurs <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah blue dinosaurs you don't like the green ones no i mean blue dinosaurs you know and if if, if someone wants to reach out to me on linkedin you know just just talk about blue dinosaurs right yeah cool um so if you were starting a an expert business is linkedin a place where you would you would basically shop for clients yeah I mean, shop, interesting term, because if you think about walking down the streets in New York City or, or the market in Cairo, you can shop in many ways. The most effective way is to, to go to the shop where you know you'll get the best deal. The Probably the least effective way is to just walk, saunter down the street <laughs> and see what you run up against. But sometimes you get some real let's say you get a knockoff purse that's just as good as the real one or you get a you know you find a pair of underwear <laughs> that costs a whole lot less right you get five for the price of one so it's or you get food that's actually better out of a like in austin where you are like amazing food trucks you know you get yes. better food from a food truck than you get from a restaurant you know yes in some cases yeah in some cases <laughs> Not and, and so and so the, the the interesting thing about LinkedIn is that if you if you are conscious about what you're doing, um, and also trust the algorithm a little bit, because LinkedIn wants you to run into people, LinkedIn wants you to build your network, LinkedIn wants you to to love its platform. So so go with the flow a little bit. Uh, see what see what LinkedIn tells you to do. Try out some of those things, and it'll probably bring you to a neat place. I think as an expert. So what, what we're saying here, I guess, is that no, as an expert being in the in expert industry, it would probably be foolhardy to ignore the networking opportunities and the promotion opportunities that LinkedIn can provide. And it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah, and I would upgrade. But so, so then the, let's, let's talk about the evil side. So I do think, so what's interesting about LinkedIn is it's the spammers have arrived. Um, mm -hmm. 
but you have to do it through a profile. So oftentimes you'll get a request from someone who looks like a person but actually isn't a person. So it's right. good to do a little research, click through, and if they have five people they've added and they have a weird picture or something like that, don't add them. And, and also, you know, kind of do your due diligence. Don't click through any links they send you and all that stuff. But then beyond that, make a decision. Do you want an open profile? Uh, if you're an expert, maybe you do, because it could be that people are reaching out to all kinds of content providers or, um, you know, interesting people. And you might be one of those people. And that might be, even if, though they're soliciting you, could be somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, do you want to try my new CEO strength training plan? And I reach back and say, no, I'm, I'm good. But I have this program called Core. You you might like, you know. Actually, your your uh, the people soliciting you might actually be good clients for you. Well, we've actually we've actually found that ourselves. We have people who have solicited us, thinking that they would sell us their product or service, have um, turned into clients, have become clients and become great clients, largely because they realise that we can offer them something that is missing in their own business. It's kind of exciting and interesting how that happens. And that would never happen if we didn't have the open ability to allow people to talk with us and communicate with us. And so, so I think the key to LinkedIn, just like what you were saying, walking down the street and knocking on the door or any other connection, whether it's kind of virtual uh, or re- real, like physical, is it's all about I think the intention behind things and your message. If your intention is to screw someone over, okay, you're going to get what you deliver, right? Mm-hmm. If if you want to help people and you're offering that message and you get it across and you just reach out to people who are like-minded and might need your services, what what's the downside? Well, there really isn't. That's that's just a little bit of time. And there's always time in our lives to be pleasant, to try to help people, to offer valuable knowledge. And as people who work within the expert industry, we're surrounded by experts who have a great deal of knowledge that they can share. And if that's your objective as you build your network is to share knowledge and share assistance and help people, then that just makes a whole lot of sense and your network will grow much, much faster, is my guess. And then there's the conversation about how to monetize it, how to drive your business, how to build leads, how to have the funnel and all of that stuff. And that's kind of a different discussion. Uh, But the openness on the front end and saying, you know, I'm here, reach out to me. Um, You're you're building that sort of attraction versus the push marketing because push marketing is so 1999 right it's all about attraction now so build the attraction first and then you can figure out how to do the funnel yeah and really your funnel or whatever your sales process is you shouldn't be spending a great deal of time or money creating that until after you've worked out how to attract that person that you truly want to work with once you've worked out how to do that then maybe then it's time to to work out your sales process Oh, I have one more thing to say, which is everyone and their sister is now pitching LinkedIn, you know, polish ups and programs and software and this and that. I find that it's actually 
most often an excuse where you say, oh, I need someone else to do my LinkedIn for me. I would say get rid of that approach and say, I'm going to devote one hour a week to LinkedIn or mm-hmm. five minutes a day to LinkedIn. Boom. You know, on the app, it's work. There we go. You'll see huge results. Don't pay other people to do it yet. You have to learn what works yourself. To scale, you may want to use somebody else at that point once you've already worked out how it works and and what your messaging style needs to be. But I I agree with you. Uh, Allocate just a short amount of time. Ten minutes a day will make all the difference to to what happens. And time block, very important to make sure that that actually happens. So you can find me on LinkedIn or you can go to talktokent.com. And if you hunt really hard, you may be able to find me on LinkedIn. And I'll, I'll tell you who to hunt for. I'm under Surfy, S-E-R-F-E-E. And there's a story about that name, uh, which one day we may talk about. Okay? Or you can just simply bypass all that nonsense and go straight to talktorandybaker.com. Yeah. We're the armchair strategists. It's Monday morning still. We like to we like to armchair from our strategies. Yeah, yeah, that's all, all good. Right. Hope hope you enjoyed it. We got Take something care. fun for tomorrow. Nothing, nothing. Okay, we'll work that we'll out. Figure it out. <laughs> Bye all. Take care. Thanks for listening to Armchair Strategists. We'll circle back with you soon.